Vancouver. Vancouver, we've been telling you. Yes, we've been telling you on the Nux Misconduct Network. It's time to embrace the fake. All right, we, we've been telling you a lot of things on the network. A lot of things on Sipping on a 40. We told you first that Quinn Hughes is the best Canucks defenseman of all time. And in game four, he made everyone think the same. The standard not, not so high, though. Once again, though, embrace the fake. Your team, your city's team, Vancouver. Vancouver, your team. They're, they're actually in the playoffs and they're, they're about to give you two more weeks. Minimum of a sport to care about. Vancouver, I'm telling you, the city right now, it's feeling right. This feels right. This is what it's like to actually be from Vancouver. Enjoy this episode of Sipping on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 Vancouver. Hey, Vancouver. One more time, Vancouver, what is up? What is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. And to my left, it's Nick Bondi, the face of the franchise. Uh, who, who who compared you to Elias Pettersson? I did, and then Grady called me Quinn Hughes. Wow. What would wow. What, what would uh, what, what would Grady have been? Grady, just on that episode yeah. alone? Ah, just the best friend. The, the, he, he would have been he, like a Brock Besser. He would have been. I was gonna like throw it back to one of the best like one of the best friends in Canucks history, Gina Ojik. Yeah, you're just a good guy, dude. Guy everyone likes. What a good guy, good yo. teammate. What a dude. One of the best dudes ever. Oh, absolutely. Yo, I think the city's gonna be a better place when he comes back home. Grady Sass, go check out that episode. I guess if you want, it's kind of irrelevant now because it's a post game show. Yes, yeah. the post game show every every night after the Canuck game. Bondi and I, especially during this run, we'll give you some give you some conversation, right? And I, I'm gonna be honest, I feel so happy right now, bro. Huh. I, I miss this feeling, man. I miss this feeling. You know, the Canucks get a big dub, move on to the next round, and especially the way it happened in overtime right away. Man, it was, up, it was just such an, it was just, I, I can't, it's hard to describe right now because it's a feeling we obviously haven't experienced since that year you don't want to talk about on that podcast. Yeah, 100%. And shut the fuck up, okay? Come on, man. I didn't say I didn't say I didn't say I didn't say it. I didn't say it. That's the last man. time they won a series, but I didn't say it. I'm just saying. It's moments like this, and this this is going to sound extreme. I don't think this team's going far. I really don't. You never know, though. It's 2020. But it's moments like this that will always remind me that when that first team wins a Stanley Cup, 2011, it won't be irrelevant. It won't be irrelevant. But it's going to be watered down a lot because winning actually matters. So I guess that's why I don't care that much about 2011 anymore because we haven't seen the the actual prize, the Stanley Cup, come home to Vancouver. Again, we're, we're foreshadowing so much with this conversation. The Canucks just just beat the Minnesota Wild in a play-in round. Again, the Minnesota Wild. Again, the worst team in the dance. The worst team in the dance. Best player, Kevin Fiala. Their second best player wasn't even the, in the lineup today. With that being said, let's be let's be real. Let's be honest. The Canucks win this game if Markstrom. Well, well, they they win this game outright if Markstrom doesn't suck today. He was so bad today, bro. He was. It was a poor game for Markstrom. Four. There was at least three goals. I would say three of the four he he should have had. He had that goal on stall. 
you obviously the one uh by Sturm, is that his name? Yeah. I don't even I don't even know this guy's name Dude, still. He's, he's, Sturm he's had bad. that fourth goal. He had a short two of them, three of them I think were short side. Yeah. 100%. Like it, it was just it was just a bad game for Marsham. And you know what? Good on the team for bailing him out. Marsham's no. bail bailed out that team so often during the regular season before the pause. And now they bailed him out. It it was good to see. It was good. It was good to see. It, it was great to see, and, and that was going to be my next point. He he was allowed to suck, I guess, right? Because he was so good throughout the season. This dude played against the defense. No, played behind a defense. I'm sorry. That sucks for the most part. Very very porous defense, and yeah, like Markstrom's allowed to have bad games. Every, not every game can be like a game three game where he gets a shutout, makes a bunch of great saves. You can't expect that from a goalie. Yeah, and. It may sound negative. It may sound pessimistic, but this was just a a really horrendous performance based on what went in. It, it was it was gross. It, pretty much everything but the cunning goal was, was gross. Yet the Canucks found a way to to be gutsy, and it was throughout the lineup. It really was. It really was. When the, when the game was three one, everyone on this roster played well. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Now now Quinn Hughes may get the the big limelight after this performance. The dude was a game breaker today. All, all, all throughout the game, he, he was just great. Did he make mistakes? Yes, but that's just the way he plays. He's reckless. He, he's chaos on the ice. Mm -hmm. He's gonna create more chances. hundred percent. Best then, Canucks defenseman of all up. time. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But throughout the lineup, we're talking about Sutter again. We're talking about Mott. I, I thought McEwen played well. There, there are even moments where where Erickson did his thing. I'm talking about compete level along the boards. The, the Canucks brought it after they were down three one throughout the whole game, and even in the third period when Minnesota was attempting. To trap it up, right? Snooze fest type of game. The Canucks knew what they had to do. They're like, fuck this. If they're just going to sit back, we're going to skate. We're way more talented. Way more talented against the worst team in the dance, the Minnesota Wild. So, so, so applause to that, man. Straight up, straight up applause to that. They actually won for Jacob Markstrom. He deserves that. They did it for Markstrom. We, we sent out the tweet. Yeah. What was it? Win it for Markstrom. Win it for Markstrom. They Hashtag did it. win they it for Markstrom. It. They and they it. did that. And hey, you were right beside me during this game at the Post Up Studios. When it was 3-1, I was very pessimistic because I know how the Minnesota Wild play. We've seen it in the series. We saw it in game one, and they've tried to do it every time they've taken the lead. Sit back, trap it up, clog up the middle, don't allow anything. And credit to the Vancouver Canucks, they managed to tie it up at 3-3. And then, you know, Jacob Markson lets that 4-3 goal. It was such a back-breaking goal right at the end of the second period. Was, you're thinking, You're thinking, man... If that's a game winner, that could send this series into into a bad spiral. No, hundred percent. But 100%. shout out, shout out to Bo Horvat. I thought Tanner Pearson had a great game. Gutsy. I thought Bo Horvat had a great game, and it was a foundational game you can call it by Brandon Sutter. He had an awesome game as well. Two back to back awesome games. He's making me eat my words. Oh, dude. I'm calling this guy. I was calling this guy a bum all season. Bum all season, and this dude had the audacity after the set, the first period in the second game. I think you. You dropped an F-bomb on one of the intermission reports. You were so mad at him. You were so mad at him. I saw it in your eyes. But but the love is is kind of growing right now for Brandon Sutter. And, and obviously because these are meaningful games. And when you do great things in meaningful games, the people, the city, come on, bro. You know it. They remember. They remember. But let's just move on, okay? The, the, game, the game was won. Gutsy effort. They kept coming back. We'll talk about Quinn Hughes. Primarily after our conversation with Hassan from Cap Space Wins Podcast. Oh, sorry, Wins Cups Podcast. Not just wins, wins cups. 100%. Yo, it's the brothers. It, it, the, the brothers are doing this. Family affair. The second greatest brother 
tandem or I know it's the first trio. They're they're second on the list of brothers when it comes to the world of hockey in Vancouver, okay? That podcast. But I want to say this. I want to say thank you to the Vancouver Canucks because we all know it, right? We all know it. Overtime in a playoff game, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. You can't lie to me. It's only fun when you win. It's only fun when the puck crosses the other goalie's line. But everything around it, it sucks. It really does. And that feeling was coming back because this is what? A meaningful game. You know, Nick was nervous. He almost was crying. But the fact that the Vancouver Canucks got it done early, that is probably one of the nicest things this franchise has ever done to me. Straight up, straight up. That, that was so nice of them. It was over. Before I knew it, before I could even stress about it. And, and we won. That, that, that's in my top 20 Canucks memories of all time. Yeah, and, and feel free to check out that video online of me, you, and Hamrosh Five God. Five God celebrating when the when the Canucks scored that winner like we were just going absolutely bananas in here bananas because it, it was a moment that that definitely was a moment that I'll always remember for the rest of my life because it's a playoff goal Vancouver you just got a playoff OT goal something big happened on a Friday night yo city's turned up city city's turned up city feels right Vancouver this is it this is it now let's go on over to that conversation with Hassan again a trio of brothers in the city of Vancouver who love this team probably probably more than anyone. Based on what I saw today, this conversation just tells you, man, that we talked to a real fan. That studio setup was oh, mint. Beautiful, mint. man. Beautiful. We talked to a real fan. I feel blessed. I feel fucking blessed we talked to this dude. I've never seen a smile that large in my life in front of a, a Canuck mantle. Beautiful, beautiful. Enjoy this conversation on Sippin' on a 40, and after we'll end off the episode... With Quinn Hughes talk. I can't wait for that, yo. I can't wait for that. You're listening. Yes, listening to Sippin' on a 40. Okay, okay. You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. Nick Bonnie, Kyle Bowen. We're joined by Hassan from Cap Space Wins Cups Podcast. What's, what's up, man? How how you doing? Oh, boys. It's a fucking great day. Chris Tanner with the OT winner. Canucks going to the playoffs. How can I be any better? Real talk. I, I want an honest answer from you. you. You've watched a ton of games. I'm looking at the background right now. Dude, I'm looking at this dude's setup right now. It reminds me, it reminds me of why I need to to work hard in life, so I can just build myself a man cave again with just Canuck stuff. That is some sick merch you've got Come there. On. Is that what? Whose stick is that? Uh, the Henrik Seed up there. Oh, 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 okay. This guy's bringing it, man. Yeah. Bringing it. Hassan from Cap Space wins cups podcast. Man, that that's a Friday night, man. When, when was the last time? A Friday night in Vancouver for you was was this much fun? Oh, been a while, eh? I mean, Canucks wise, it's been it's been a long time. I mean, fucking twenty eleven was the last time I think I've been pumped up about a oh. a Canucks game, boys. Like it's been a while for this franchise. And I mean, like five years ago when uh, Canucks went up against the Flames was probably the last time there was any meaningful games like this going on. So you know, it's been it's been too long. So uh, so super excited about this one. Oh, super excited, man. Super excited. And, and you you went back five years, and that's what that's what everyone really goes to five years ago. That that's the last time games kind of got us nervous. I, I think here it's a little little bit different. And I'm not just being biased because of relevancy or just because they won around. It's it's different because it's it's just a new set of players. So our experience, the city's city's experience with this amount of success, because this is real success, right? This is not winning draft lotteries, this is this is not playing better. This is winning around in the NHL playoffs. It's our first time going through this with all these new faces. And 
the best of the best on this team really showed up today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, obviously, it's kind of a different feeling than 2015. Um, Calgary, the team that we had that year, uh, Hendricks Dean, Danzig still on the team, Burroughs, BXA, kind of like one last shot with the old group. Um, you know, there was no Stanley Cup aspirations. Not saying there's any Cup aspirations right now, but obviously, like you said, you know, who, who carried the victory tonight? You know, it was Quinn Hughes, it was Elias Pedersen. Uh, it, it was Bo Horvat, right? Those, you know, you got a young players get you excited that, you know, you see there's a future here that this is not just going to be a one-time thing that, you know, there's there's a chance that this team could be doing this again uh, in the future. Um, you know, maybe there's some bad contracts and stuff right now, but that doesn't really matter at the moment because, uh, you know, it's all about the results in front of you. So, you know, whether always there's a lot of divide in Canucks fandom on how the team should be managed and run. Um, but, you know, at the moment, none of that shit really matters because, you know, playoffs, plays on the ice matter right now. So your contract doesn't matter. If you put in results, then, then that's what matters. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned someone I wanted to talk about, Quinn Hughes. This guy was just an absolute stud tonight. This guy was wheeling and dealing all game. He was just circling around the offensive zone. He is just such an exciting defenseman and the likes of someone we've never seen before yeah, as Canucks yeah. fans, right? Like we've had yeah. solid defensemen before we've had guys like I'm thinking like, and we were talking, me and Kyle were talking about this during the game. Alex Edler with his first few years as a Canucks was a really solid defenseman. We've had guys like Matias Olin and even a guy like, I even like the guy like Kevin Bieksa. He was a really solid defenseman, but we've never yeah. had a game changer on the blue line like Quinn Hughes. And I know I think, I think Halford and Bruff, I brought this up on their show before. It's maybe one of the main reasons the Vancouver Canucks have never won the Stanley Cup. They've never had that stud on the blue line. And it's just nice. It's just nice to have that affirmed in a playoff game that, yeah, Quinn Hughes, this guy is an absolute stud that we can build our blue line with going forward. No, 100%. I mean, this is the first time we've seen this team win a playoff round with an actual legit number one defenseman. And it, it just looks yeah. different. You know, when you have a quarterback back there and it's not. It's not just referring his play to referencing his play to to on the power play. Just the whole game, he's the quarterback. He sets oh, the tone, yeah. and we've never seen that in this city. And, and I'm gonna be honest, Hassan, this is sipping on a forty. You, you know, this is special territory right now, right? Because it, it may not be the most popping podcast out there, but it is the first podcast to ever say on a mic and upload it. Quinn Hughes is the best Canucks defenseman of all time. I said that after game yeah. one. I said that after game one, and I was getting ridiculed. Yeah. It's po probably part of the Including reason. me, I'll admit it. I said yeah. it was way too early to say this guy's the best Canucks defenseman already. I knew it. I knew it. We're, we're yeah. talking. You're talking to Kyle Bowen. K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. I knew it. I knew it. And we've we've watched these games. And look look at look at the backdrop right now. Look at your backdrop. No, I want you to look at it. Just look at it for me, man. Okay, you see yeah. that? You know your history. You you know yeah. it too. No one close has gotten to no, this level. No disagreements there, boys. You guys are totally nailing it right now. Quinn Hughes is a, was a stud out there, like you said. You know. Like you said, there's been some good guys back there. Um, and the thing is, like, the 2000, you look at the 2011 core, no doubt, hands down, best team that's ever been assembled in Vancouver. Um, and they didn't have a number one defenseman. Christian Yarov was a dynamite in the power play. Hamus was solid in his own end. The BXL, Tanev, Edlow, wait, all wait, 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 yeah. wait. You know what? You know what? No, 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 no. That's Hassan, the number one rule on this show. No 2011 one rule talk. on the podcast. Yeah. No 2011 talking. I was just, this guy had me going somewhere. He had me thinking about Christian Ehrenhoff on the power play and Dan had, I was like, y'all, get the, get the, get the fuck out of here, man. Okay, it's 2020. It's 2020. No 2011 talk right, right, right. on sipping right, no on a 40. No 2011 okay? talk. But like you said, no, no number one defenseman's on this team in a while, even on the strongest teams. It was mostly because of the depth. Like, 
you've got the Canucks have never had a Duncan Keith kind of player or a Char kind of player where you just throw them out there 27, 28 minutes a night and everything changes. Like this decor may not be good, but Quinn Hughes played 27 minutes and 31 seconds of ice Saturday in a, in a non-overtime game because he played 10 minutes in the third period. You, just, you put him out there and the, the, you're in control of the game. That's what you need from your number one defenseman. He's yes. so elusive. He get hit. He can play the whole freaking game. Just put him out there. Yes. Like that, you said three assists, three apples tonight for him. Uh, no, just a, it was a, well, pardon me, not three apples. It's a golden assist tonight. It's two okay. points. Over. Two points. Yeah, still so dynamic, so elusive. Like you said, that was the kind of game-breaking players you need if you want to go far in the playoffs. And the Canucks yeah. have never had that. I think the Canucks have it in both positions. They're number one center who's game-breaking talent, number one defenseman. And Markson didn't show it tonight, but, you know, he's he's had a Vesna caliber season. So Yeah, you know, you know what? I'm already saying it, and I've been on record, too, because this is sipping on a 40. I've already said that Elias Patterson is the second most talented Canuck of all time. Like, just based on oh, his individual yeah. talent, this guy's incredible. Quinn Hughes is already in the top five. He's in there with the Pavel yeah. Bure's, yeah. Henrik and Daniel, uh, Elias oh, Patterson, yeah. and... Dude, it, it sounds crazy because it's been 80 games in total, maybe. I'm not doing the math, but it's just how mediocre this, this franchise has been for 50 years. Yep. And their inability to, to cater towards a Canadian market and get a number one defenseman it is atrocious. Don't you think, Nick? It's Well, it's tough to find those number one stud defensemen. Yeah, you gotta be, you got to be either A, drafting really high in the draft, or B, yep. get lucky later on in the draft. To, to get those guys, and the Canucks have never really done either, right? So, no, 100%. Yeah. yeah, like, obviously, like you said, yeah. Um, pretty much what you guys are saying, exactly. Like, no, like, you don't trade for number one defenseman, right? You draft him, like you said. Uh, and, you know, Quinn Hughes definitely fell in the Canucks' lap the year yeah, they drafted yeah. him. Bro, I, but, uh, I remember being yeah. in the car, just just yeah. praying that he would drop to us, and it was because Trevor Beggs, the boss, uh, I think a year before, no, not not a year. Like six months before the draft actually happened, he, we made a. We used to do a show called We Talk in Hockey on YouTube, and he's like, "Yo, the Canucks should draft Quinn Hughes." So he got me hyped up. Now, Hassan, we're running out of time here. I got to ask you a question. It's a personal question. Don't take offense. Yeah. It's just Kyle Bowen, honest person, honest podcast. Are you Fijian, dude? No, I'm not Fijian. Uh, bro. I was oh, you disappointed Kyle so no, much. No, no, no. You know why? Because it's my dream to talk hockey on a podcast on sipping on a forty with a with another Fijian. I just looked at the name. I feel like I have. I have a cousin named Asan, too, and your voice. I was like, yo, am I talking to a Fijian right now, right now? Fuck, man. That, that was close. That was close. Man, man, it would have been awesome. Uh, would have been awesome. Know. Okay, well, to tell us more about your podcast. Yeah, you know, it was uh, Cast Base Wins Cups. Um, obviously, kind of a funny name based on a lot of arguments on Twitter. Um, we kind of tried to be chill here, you know, not to kind of lay back a little funny. You guys kind of remind me of how we talk around here, so it's pretty fun talking to you guys as well. Don't take ourselves too seriously. Man. Um, yeah, you know, it's we try to talk more big picture stuff, not really too much about minor stuff in the games. Obviously, man, people don't really want to tune into a podcast where you're breaking down every single small play in the game because, you know, if you really want to, you probably just listen to 1040 or 650. If you want to. <laughs> I love it. I love Sports it, man. stats, right? So you want, to, you want to put your own spin on it. So, yeah, it's got, I've got me and my two brothers. Uh, we all do them together. So, uh, yeah. It was, uh, That's beautiful, man. I always agree. Uh, so, yeah, it's been pretty, it's been pretty it, fun. Are those your actual brothers? Yeah, yeah, bro. My tw- I got my twin brother and then uh, another little brother too. Dude, that's beautiful, man. That's it's beautiful. a family affair. I like that's that. I like awesome, to hear that. Dude, that's that's the best type, man. I, I actually wish you all the best, and you know, it's we're in the same market and whatnot. But that's actually the most beautiful story I've heard of a Canucks podcast. Three brothers. That that's beautiful, <laughs> Nick, Nick. You got something yeah, to say? Yeah. So I have one. More, I just have one question. 
So let's let's talk about next round. Let's oh, let's man. let's get let's get hyped up in the moment right now. Let's get hyped up. No, let's get hyped up. Okay. Okay, let's get hyped. I'm gonna play some party music. I'm gonna yeah, play some party music. Okay, I'm gonna okay. play some party music. So, okay. The Canucks are either gonna play Dallas or St. Louis. Who do you want, Dallas yeah. or St. Louis? I mean, Dallas. <laughs> You're gonna say Dallas? I mean, the Canucks played St. Louis tough this whole year. I mean, there was I a few. No, man. But even though game famously gave up the three on zero, that was a two one game they battled. Um, but I mean, Dallas is a really stifling defensive team. Kind of like they kind of remind me of the Wild in that way with how they smother you. But I think the difference is that uh, they got Ben Bishop in net and not Alex Stalock, so that could be and could they, be different yeah. for Vancouver there. But I think I still have to go with Dallas. I think just St. Louis is you know defending Cup champions and they're. I think they're kind of around, around me of Winnipeg. It's just been a hellish matchup for Vancouver in the last few years. You know, you know what I, me and my brother always say this, man. Like the Canucks got some good skill guys, but when we run up against teams like St. Louis and Winnipeg, those guys they got thick bitches on their team, man. Those the Shifleys, the O'Reillys, the Petrangelos, the, the Parecos. Those guys, they're their best players, and they're huge, and they they cricket. They wear you down, boys. So you know, I, I think that might not be the ideal matchup. So I think I would still go with Dallas here. Oh, okay, I, interesting. I, I'm honestly, I would say St. Louis, for the same oh, yeah, reason wow. that I would say St. Louis reminds me more of Minnesota because they have they can roll four lines, and they're great defensively, right? Man, okay, yeah. Nick, get get your head out of your own ass, okay? This team's not beating St. Louis. They had a tough time beating Minnesota. Okay, I, I, I say I think they match up. I don't. I'm not saying they're gonna win. I'm saying they, I'd rather have St. Louis than Dallas because I think. Sagan and Ben would tear up this Canucks defense. Oh, yes. Defense. Okay, let's be honest. The Canucks... I think the Canucks played the worst team out of all the teams in the dance. I swear, I stand yeah, by that. Montreal's worse than I Minnesota. Stand, Montreal, Montreal no, was yeah. worse than Minnesota. No, but like if, if you look at the tiebreaker, you... Okay, look at the, well, superstar, look at the, super, look at the superstars on Montreal. Carey Price is way better than any player on Minnesota. That, that, that's just my tiebreaker. The, the best player on this team was Kevin Fiala. Great player, but I'm just saying, I think the, I think this team actually played the worst team in the dance. They still, still have a lot to prove. I'm not getting ahead of myself, though, man. Think about round would, one. Tomorrow's Saturday, man. Come on, man. Tomorrow's Saturday, man. I don't, I don't know if it's the worst team. Like you said, though, like game breaking, game breaking talent wins playoff games. At the end of the day, the Pedersons and the Hughes win talent, win games, right? So I mean, team usually in playoff days, I'm always biased. The team that's got the best player on the ice, even if he doesn't have the best team. So Minnesota might have had more depth than some of the other teams in the dance. But like you said, if your best game breaker is Kevin Fiala, then you probably aren't going to go very far. So I, I do see your point in that, but. You can disagree you know, with me, man. You can just tell me to fuck uh, off, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you can just tell me to fuck off. You know, it's all good, bro. Yeah, like, we won't, we won't take offense. We won't take offense. This is a good point. You made this, this point. This is, this is sipping on a 40. You're, you're on the 15th ranked highest Canucks podcast in the city of, of Vancouver. That, that's yeah. that's yeah, unbelievable, man. And I, Honestly, bro, you did an unbelievable job. And that story, once again, don't listen to this show anymore. Go support family. Go support love, dude. <laughs> That is the most beautiful story ever, man. I love that. That that's awesome, man. Wish best of luck to Cap Space Wins Cups podcast. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for hopping on. Hey, no worries, boys. Thanks a lot for having me on. No whole problem. No problem. You're listening. Yes, you're listening to Sipping on a Forty. Oh man. Oh man. Sipping on a Forty. Nick Bondi, Kyle Bowen. Once again, thank you to Hassan. Yes, Hassan from Cap Space Wins Cups podcast. You got it right. Wow, I did it. It's a lot of things going on there. Okay, but I love it. I love it. We're talking about brothers. We're talking about family doing what they love to do. Go check out that podcast. Nick, can I ask you a question? Absolutely, man. 
You know. Yes, you know. I don't even know if this is a question. This this might this might be a statement. You know that I was the first person in the city to say uh, Quinn Hughes is, is the greatest Canucks defenseman of all time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you were the. I remember it being here in after like the first game. And Before the first game, probably when you were saying Quinn Hughes is the best Canucks defenseman ever, and I remember, hey, I have a very vivid memory of that first regular season game back in October, sorry, against the Oilers. Leon Drysdale pretty much stiff arms Quinn Hughes goes for a goal. I'm like, oh man, maybe his defensive game, <laughs> yeah, needs something to be desired. Maybe he's got to work on it. But ever since then, there hasn't been really any questions about that. And yeah, he's on pace. And I don't think it's this even this much of a hot take right now anymore. He's on pace to be probably the Greatest Canucks defenseman ever. He's already there, man. He's already there. The, the, he's probably, he's, yeah, he's probably I know you gotta very put the close already. You got to put the games played in, blah, blah, blah. But let's be honest. The standard for excellence on the back end, it's, it's not really high. This this franchise obviously hasn't seen anyone like Quinn Hughes. And for, for Quinn Hughes to just come here and pretty much look comfortable right away. In the city of Vancouver, you know how hard it is to play hockey here? It is so hard to play hockey in Vancouver because it's hard. You really have to embrace everything that comes with it and still be elite. Quinn Hughes cares about this game. He loves hockey and he he is a killer. He's a gangster. He really is. He's cold-blooded. You, you see it in the interviews. You see it in, in the conversations that he has with, with the media. I'm not saying he's a dick. He's not a dick. He just cares about hockey. He, yeah. he, just, he just won't. Wants to be on the ice. Everything else, it really doesn't matter to him. He and shows up, gets a goal and assist, gets a few points, controls the game, goes home. That's all he does. Why is he so calm? And his calmness and his resiliency, most importantly, let, let's be honest, let's be real. Being resilient, the, one of the most important things in life, let alone a hockey game. His resiliency reminds me of, of a player that I feel as if he will... Oh, man. It, it, this this is a bold statement. This is crazy, but he he does remind me of of Scott Niedermeyer, and I feel as if if he plays out his career, knock on wood, injury free. That's how good this this dude can be. That that dynamic and that instrumental to the game of hockey. He he is phenomenal. When Quinn Hughes is on the ice, you're playing his game. He never panics. When he has the puck, he's controlling the game. He's controlling where everyone's moving. He's wheeling and dealing. I would say Scott Niedermeyer is a pretty good comparison, yeah. And Roman Yossi, which is like, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. It, it, I feel as if in the middle of this trajectory, the highest he could go is, is Roman Yossi. And if he's able to surpass that, it's, it's yeah, it's as big as someone like a Scott Niedermeyer, which would make him obviously the, the best Canucks defenseman of all time. This team has been littered with great, good, I, I would say good. I, I don't think you can be a great number three defenseman. Good. Number number three defenseman. Number two defenseman. They've never had They've never had a number one. Never. No. Never. Until this year. And Quinn Hughes in this game, when when things weren't looking that good, the goaltending was really shaky. The Canucks The Canucks get bad goaltending. Horrible goals against. It, it becomes four three off a off the off a fluke towards the end of the second period. That that's when a young team could 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 pack it in. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. That's that, when you pack that it four in. That 4-3 goal could have been a backbreaker. That could have back been a goal. Breaker. That could have been a goal that... That could have been a game winner, and that would have been bad for Markstrom. And at least Jacob Markstrom now, they win the game. He has a feud. I don't know when the, the next round's supposed to start. Who knows? Who cares, man? I, I'm not... Hey, I'm, 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 I'm celebrating for. I'm, I'm celebrating this weekend, so okay. it doesn't really matter. I'm but hey, the moment. But hey, Jacob Markstrom, he's now got a few days to compose yeah. himself, work on his game, 
calm down. And I'm expecting him to have to be back to Jacob Markstrom for when they play the Dallas Stars or the St. Louis Blues, whichever mm-hmm. one we get. Mm-hmm. No, straight up, straight up. Sometimes those things happen. And to end things off with Quinn Hughes, just going into into the third, being down a goal again, backbreaker type of goal. He was on the ice for most of the game, pretty much in the second period onwards. In, in that third, though, it felt as if he never left, and he kept trying to push the pace. He was not. He was not going to let this team not generate chances, and, and it was going to come at a risk. It was going to come at a risk. We saw it happen with the Fiala play, where he broke free after a Quinn Hughes mistake. But but those are the type of things that that lead to chances. And I said it before. He he brings chaos on the ice, and he's playing for your city, Vancouver. Blessed. That is the biggest blessing, hockey wise. This this city has had since Elias Pettersson, and the fact that those things happen so close in time is a fucking miracle, bro. A miracle for a team that's had a lot of bad luck. Absolutely. And I think Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson, I think we said this on the episode with Jackson McDonald that the Canucks have probably the two hardest things to get when you're a rebuilding franchise in a number one defenseman and a number one center. And now. And Yo, now, I gotta cut this guy off, man. Nick Bonnie's the fucking MVP, man. MVP, go follow the Nux Misconduct Network. I just laughed at the tweet, man. I saw your tweet right now on the Nux Misconduct oh, Twitter Chris page. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. moly, man. You're the MVP, bro. You're the MVP. We're going off to the second round. The MVP, Power of the Towel, host Nick Bonnie gets to continue to make episodes for the network. That's awesome, man. I'm excited, man. Isn't that the best thing? I, I, mean, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want the next episode of Power of the Towel to be a post-mortem. I didn't want it to be a postmortem. That's what I was hoping for this tonight. I was like, just win it tonight. And then when I have, I can I can say it now. I'm going to have Blake Price hey. on next episode of Power of the Towel. Dude, that's early. That's early. What, what if he backs out? You jinxed it. It's oh, okay. shit. It's, it's yeah. all good. It shit. happens. Yeah, no, no. I, no, I take if, that back. No, no, no. If he I backs take that out, back. I take that back. If he, if he backs out, Blake Price is a yeah, no, now, bad person. Now, now it's on the record that he's going to be on my podcast. <laughs> and if he backs out, it's going to make him look bad. So now he has you, to come on. You want us to cry? I will cry. I will cry on camera <laughs> if you back black uh, if you back out Blake Price at this point. Don't do it, man. You don't want to see me cry. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, Vancouver, congratulations. Celebrate safely, and you get to watch a minimum of, of two more weeks, right? About two more weeks of, of meaningful hockey, and that's when Vancouver feels like Vancouver. I'm happy. Yes, very happy for the city of Vancouver once again. Bondi, finish it off. I just want to say a couple of things. First of all, hope everyone's had their car flags on by the time. By the time next game starts, whenever that is against the Dallas or St. Louis Blues, I want to see card flags around this city. I put mine on at before game one. Not saying I'm a hero or anything like no, that. No, you're a hero. You're, you're a fucking hero. Not saying hero. I'm a hero or anything like that. The other thing, embrace the fake. Okay? <laughs> We've been saying this for a couple of months now. Embrace the fake. Oh. You've seen it. You've seen it today as we're recording this earlier. Montreal, Chicago, won their series. This is the COVID Cup. This is a a season, a playoff season, unlike anything we've seen in hockey history. Anything can happen. So why not the Vancouver Canucks? I'm just saying, why not the Vancouver Canucks? Anything can happen at this point. Anything. There you go. I'm yeah. not putting. I'm not putting any anyone to win any series next round. There you go, man. I, y'all, I believe my man is happy right now. Bondi is happy as fuck. Because he's feeling, he's feeling Vancouver again. The people, man. The people know that the hockey team in this city really matters. It really does. 
and everyone is going to be on the same page. It's going to be a happy time to, to be a Vancouver right right now. It's going to be a lot of things. Uh, we, we said this too. You went around and people are going to embrace the fake. We're talking about the craziest fan base. Craziest fan base. One of the most rapid. Aggravated fan hockey. base. They've been through a lot. At the, at the same time, though, it, it doesn't stop them from being passionate about the success of this club. That's just a fact. That And it, it just proof. They're, they're always there when they don't have to be. 50 years. 50 years. It took 50 years for this for this team in a Canadian market to get one number one defenseman. 50 years, no cup. They're, there's a lot there. But but the people st stick around. And it's for moments like this. The people are about to embrace the fake. And people are also about to tell the world that Quinn Hughes is the best Canucks defenseman of all time. And we'll leave it for the podcast, right? We're not going to tweet about it. Hey, Kyle Bowen said it first. But just know, you're listening to the, to the podcast that really did say it first you know what no tweet it out no 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 you know we save it for Flex. the podcast Flex. no no we Flex. save it for the podcast we save it for the podcast i've interviewed the people i had, I had a couple interviews in the, the beginning uh beginning of this uh this season before we stopped doing interviews on sipping on a 40 and I, I brought it up every time nobody agreed it's all good i got it i got the ammo i got the ammo that was sipping on a 40 kyle bowen talking to you nick bondy talking to you follow follow nick on twitter and follow nux misconduct on twitter it's a fun time during games K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, have a good morning. Yes, a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but yes, the Nux Misconduct Network. We appreciate it. Peace. Peace.